Hi everyone and welcome along to the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, the podcast that aims to help you reduce and even eliminate work-related discomfort. I'm your host Neve Pentney of Boyne Ergonomics. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that you're able to take away some useful practical advice from this podcast to help you reduce your own risk of discomfort at the workplace or help manage the risks among the people that you might be responsible for. So now that we know why we're here, let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome along to another episode of the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, where today I'm going to be talking to you about active seating or dynamic seating. And is it actually better than your office chair? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I think when we think of the office chair, what most people will conjure up in their mind is your standard swivel chair, five spoke base on wheels that moves around and spins around. And Right, so it's the most common office chair that we see. It's the one that we've known for years. And here in Ireland anyway, under our regulations, which is the Safety, Health and Welfare at Work Act, your office chair has to have a minimum standard. So there is a minimum level of adjustment that the office chair has to have, which means it's supposed to have your five-spoke base on wheels. It's supposed to have a height-adjustable seat and a height-and-tilt adjustable backrest. This is considered the absolute minimum requirements to allow DSE users to be supported and comfortable at work. Now, bearing in mind that the reason they have to have those adjustments is one, obviously, to provide support, but two, that they're usable by most people in the office. But what I'm noticing now and what I'm being asked about more now is as people work from home where they have a little bit more control over their equipment and what furniture they purchase, a lot of people are talking about and asking about active seating as an alternative to these office chairs. So in this episode, we're going to have a look at some of the options available for someone who might want to try them. And then we'll have a little bit of a look at the pros and cons of active or dynamic seating as an option for your workstation. So firstly, let's look at what actually is active seating. So active seating or dynamic seating to me would be any seating option that encourages small movements while you're in the seat position while at the same time requiring engagement of the core muscles to maintain an upright position. So essentially, you don't really get to rest back in it. Your muscles are working to keep you upright. And active seating should encourage frequent small changes of posture without impacting your concentration or focus. So it should be quite a fluid, quite natural, just be part of your seating posture with these small little movements. Some Standard office chairs do consider themselves as active seating just because of the flexibility and gentle movement in them. But I wouldn't class these to myself as active seating because they do not really require you to engage your core to stay upright. And to me, I think that's a really important component of an active or dynamic seat is that your muscles don't really rest. They're all the time active and engaged and you're engaging different muscles as you move around. So to me, that's what active or dynamic seating is. The types of active seating that you can get. Now, they come in all shapes and sizes. And I'm sure I'm going to leave one or two out. But I'll have a look at the ones I see the most. So one option that could be considered active or dynamic seating is actually your Swiss ball, also known as your stability ball or your exercise ball. And it's actually one of the most common ones that I see at home because a lot of people have them at home. Essentially, it's a large inflated ball. It's 
available in different sizes and it can be just a traditional ball or now there are options where the ball actually sits in a frame so there are more kind of stable options but either way it's an inflated ball um the inflatable seat cushions are a space saving alternative so they exist you can get little inflatable seat cushions that's made out of the same material as a stability ball and you can use them on your normal chair to help give that little bit of wiggle and movement um, and there's also variations available that mimic an exercise ball, but it's actually placed on top of a height adjustable gas stem, a height adjustable seat. There's loads of different op options available. The one I see the most is just your standard normal Swiss ball because they're relatively inexpensive, quite easy to get. And a lot of people find them comfortable, especially in pregnancy. A lot of people find them comfortable. Another option to consider is the kneeling chair. So the kneeling chair is a seating option that divides the weight between the shins, the knees and the buttocks, the bum. And you can get them in like a fixed model. They can rock or you can get a height adjustable version where you can adjust it around. But really what's happened is your feet are tucked in behind you. Your knees are resting on a surface. Your bum is resting on another surface. And in most case cases, they don't have a backrest, but there are options available that come with a little back support too. So a kneeling chair is considered a dynamic or an active seating option. Another option that you see is the saddle stool. So we see these a lot in dentistry and in medical settings and in labs, but they've become more and more popular in the office settings in recent years. They're usually height adjustable and they're on casters so you can move them around. But because of their design, the seated position kind of mimics what you'd see when you're horse riding. So the legs are apart, the knees have dropped below the hips and your pelvis is tilted forward. You can get them with or without a backrest. And also you can get them where the seat is one solid surface or it's actually split in two. And some models also have a tilt adjustable seat. Loads of range out there. Very, very popular seating option. Another one to consider is the balance stool. So these are stools that the base is slightly rounded and they have a comfortable seat on them. And some of them are height adjustable. But basically, they require constant muscular engagement because the base is not flat. So as you shift your weight, the seat also shifts. So you can kind of move your hips around, similar to a stability ball, I suppose, when you think about it. Just like a more compact, solid version because there is a seat. It's just the base is rounded. And the last one I look at is the leaning stools. The leaning stools are designed for use at standing workstations. We see them a lot in industry and in manufacturing where... People are standing for most of the day, but every now and then they just want to kind of take the weight off, but space might be limited. So standing, leaning stools, sorry, are a great option. The user can pivot and flex and you can easily come up and down between sitting and standing. There's very little effort required. If you want to see images of what these look like, I'll put the link to the blog in the show notes. I have images of all these different seating options on the blog. So you can have a look and see the different kinds of options available. But I suppose what I want to talk about really, because this is what I'm asked about the most, is what are the pros and cons? So are they good? Are they bad? Should I use them? Should I not? That's what we're going to get into. So if we look at the pros first, if you're using a good, appropriate active seating option and you're using it correctly, the, the benefits are, well, you get increased pelvic movement. So the small little movements of the pelvis improves mobility of the upper and lower body and helps to encourage blood flow to your discs. Because remember, they don't have their own blood flow. So we need to help that. Helps keep the discs healthy. Another thing to consider as a pro would be the increase in core strength. Now, 
this is not going to come alone with the use of the chair but it will come over time especially if you're doing exercise as well to try and focus on your core if that is a, a problem area for you increased activation of the core stabilizer muscles can help develop and strengthen them and all the muscles around them too which will basically improve your stability and your movement in your day-to-day life you also should if you're using it correctly have improved posture because the right seating option should encourage the natural S-shaped curve in the spine and help you stay upright. And then this, of course, will have a knock-on effect on how your respiratory system functions and how your digestive system functions. But in theory, if we're using it correctly, we should have the nice S-shape in the spine, nice and upright, loads of space inside the abdomen for your systems to work. Another benefit has been shown is improved blood flow. So regular small movements and muscle activation will encourage the blood flow around your body. This is going to improve your oxygen circulation and your waste removal from the muscles. And the last pro I look at is remove muscle tension. So the regular small movements and increased blood flow which should in theory then help reduce static loading, which as I've told you before, static loading is where the muscles are contracted, but you're not moving. Your blood flow is reduced, so lactic acid builds up inside them and they get stiff and sore. So in theory, if you were doing these regular small movements and different muscles have been activated and relaxed, you should get increased blood flow and you should be able to pump out the lactic acid building up in those muscles, reducing static loading and tension. Those are the pros. If we have a look at the cons, why would you be slightly against the active seating option? Well, one, people report increased fatigue. So the constant mobility and muscle activation can cause tiredness and fatigue, especially in the back and shoulders, which are unsupported in most of these options. Kind of countering the improved posture we're supposed to see. Unfortunately, we can also see adverse postures, poor postures, because when the muscles get tired holding you upright, you're going to slump. You're going to have the C shape in the spine, rounded shoulders. That's going to compress the area inside your abdomen put the digestive system under pressure, put the lungs under pressure and strain the tissues in the back, the neck and the shoulders. Another issue that arises is it can be sometimes incompatible with your furniture. So if you remember when you're typing and you're using your mouse and you're looking at your screen, we want to have relaxed shoulders, elbow level with the surface, look ahead at your screen. But not all of the active seating options can be adjusted in height. So if you have, for example, we'll say the stability ball and you're sitting on it, well, you might be too low for the height of your surface and maybe the surface doesn't adjust. So then you're in the seated position, you're active, you're moving, but your elbows are dropping below the surface. So to counteract that, you're tensing your upper back or you're winging your elbows, causing tension in the shoulders and neck. So they can be incompatible. So always consider that. Um, I will say a sit-stand option is great to use at um, an active seating, but we don't all have that. And another thing to think of is discomfort. So I have um, spoke to people before when it comes to saddle stools or when it comes to the kneeling chairs that they actually get uncomfortable discomfort in the sit bones, the knees, the shins. And after a little while, they don't find them comfortable to use. So those are the cons that I was thinking of. Now, overall, what I always say to people, consider this my final thoughts on active sitting. On paper, they offer a great alternative to the standard office chair for users. If we are looking at, if they're the only person using it and we're looking at trying to improve muscular tone, if we're trying to improve circulation and, and be a little bit stronger at the workstation, if you are thinking of changing 
to an active seating option. Obviously, research it first. Is it adjustable? Will it go with the surface that you have? Do you have the space for it? I always recommend phasing it in. Do not go from your normal office chair straight to a kneeling chair all in eight hours a day. You will have pain. You will have discomfort. You will have bad posture. I recommend phasing it in over time. Start with 20 minutes. Get up, move around, come back to your office chair. Maybe swap again later on, go back for another 20 minutes. And you can increase it over time. But what you're trying to do is build up your muscular stamina so that your body is not going from this relaxed seated position to this active seated position suddenly all in. Because you will have issues if you do that. So phase it in. As I said, it's a great option to have to use with a sit-stand desk, an adjustable height desk. Because it means you can adjust the surface height to match the seating that you're using. And also you can stand as well and break it up a little bit. So that can reduce muscular load, which is going to happen with sitting active or passive. As always, take your micro breaks. No matter what seating option you're using, no matter whether you're sitting and standing, you should be leaving the desk every 45 minutes, even just for one or two minutes to go do something else, just to give the body a break from your sitting, your standing, your keyboard, your mouse, your screen. In practice, though, I will say, based on the people that I've met over the last few years, most users don't have the baseline core strength to maintain an upright posture in an active seating option for any, any prolonged period of time. And I'm talking minutes, I'm not talking hours, because they're quite sedentary. And so the core stabilizers have weakened. They're not as strong as they should be. So if you're going to bring in an active seating option. Firstly, I'd say don't get rid of your office chair just yet. Hang on to it. Use it with the active seat for a little while. And also look at increasing your overall core strength by exercise or Pilates, which means that you're going to have a stronger core. You're going to have better posture and you can then make better use of your active seating option because to be honest, the benefits of the active seating option really come in when you're using it properly. But if you have poor core strength and you do not have the strength to hold yourself upright, then you're not really using it properly and you're going to end up with more of the cons than the pros. So unfortunately, it's neither a yes or a no for me when it comes to active seating option. It is so very individual. Um, I am going to be getting some active seating options for myself in the near future. and I'll happily review them when the time comes. But I would always have a look at the person themselves, have a look at the workstation have a look at the space. And always I would advise, don't get rid of the office chair just yet. Phase in the seating option and see how you get on. You may have to try a couple of different options to find the one that's right for you. But they are a good option, definitely, if used correctly. So that is my thoughts and an outline of the active seating option instead of the office chair. As always, I will put my social media details in the show notes if you want to give me a follow. I will put the blog post link in the show notes as well because I have images of all these seating options if you want to have a look at them. Um, if this was useful, please, of course, tell a friend, share it, like, subscribe, whatever it is that we do with the podcasts. I feel I'm supposed to ask that at the end of every episode based on all the podcasts that I listen to. So absolutely leave a review if you want. As always, if there's any topics you want me to cover, just link in with me on socials and send me a message and I'll add it to my list. In the meantime, everybody stay well. And I will talk to you again soon.